Compromise is you relenting your position in favor of someone's more aggressive need. I feel more energized in that. It's coming from my well versus like trying to tap into his. Exactly. The relationship that is formed as a byproduct of that is going to be a thousand times healthier than people that are advocating for each other. I'm still going to say welcome back, everybody, yes. to another episode of the Intellectual Podcast. Yes. We're your hosts, mm-hmm. Gemma Renee. Yes, it and is. And we're us. talking about episode, or not episode five, we're talking about month five. Yes. Of this dating series that we're on. and. Mm-hmm. We're wrapping up. Yeah. Planning this one was kind of difficult. Yeah, not going to lie. We had a, had a little bit of trouble. And I think it's because we were kind of existing in these, at least for me, mm-hmm. these like conceptual things that you kind of practice and act out. Right. But it's like, then how do you then have this conversation that can be understood mm. by others? And how do you put these shits into words? Right. And which, make it practical. Which we learned that gem just a lot better than I. Yeah. I, do I don't not, know why I do, but. You can really funnel ideas really well. And I'm just like living in the clouds. I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to say things and you're like, all right, so this. And I'm like, how could I not come up with that? Why could I, why could I not have just said what you said? <laughs> why could I not have just said what you said? But instead I said what I said and right. it sucks. <laughs> Instead, I said what I said. Hey, yo. In my brain, I'm just following Mm -hmm. a logical progression. Yeah. So give me like a conceptual idea. Like, all right, so that is that. And that is that. And that is that. And if that's that, then it has to be that, right? And then that will be that. And then that will be that. And that connects. And that makes sense. Cool. That's our thing. Right. But I do that in like... You do it so Five quickly. Seconds. You know what? This yeah. is why we're friends. Right. This is why. This Making is Making up the difference. This is why we're exactly. partners too. Yes, Here we are. See? Exactly. You give Put me our the, brains together. And then we're doing that thing. But yeah. yeah um, so we decided as we're wrapping up this series that episode, episode, that month five after exclusivity mm-hmm. will be relationship negotiation, which... That is what we're talking about today. When... You actually came up with that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I well, I kind of came up with it just because using my relationship, my current relationship as, like, the... Template. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, hey, see? So you provide the idea, and <laughs> once she said that, god damn, everything was so clear. Everything I was like, oh, together. it is a negotiation. Let's go. And then all the little things started falling into place, yes. like Tetris blocks. Exactly. Beautiful, exactly. beautiful, beautiful. But um, And I think it's like, I don't know, when, when you said, so th- this episode just being all about, like, right after you have that conversation of, you know, you're my boyfriend. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> All that. I don't go know see why. that movie, please. Yeah, I know. Just go see it. For the, <laughs> oh the people, the people are. We've yeah, had yeah, we've and had. I, I'm the people. <laughs> Jem has had enough. I just, I can't say it without thinking of that. Mm. Anyways, um, after having that conversation and solidifying those labels, as we had talked about last week, um, there is a negotiation process that goes on, um, and I thought that was like a really. Uh, good encompassing way to define the communication that is had yeah that is had post this conversation of Mm. exclusivity and and talking about what the type of relationship you guys want to have um and and laying that groundwork of figuring figuring that out i thought that was like a really good way of of Mm. putting it and so that's what we're going to be talking about today no yeah and two i think because relationships are so predefined Mm -hmm. and everyone 
like has their own idea of what a boyfriend looks like, what yeah. a girlfriend looks like. Totally. Um, the conversation that should be happening, mm-hmm. the negotiation that should be happening doesn't really happen, right? You just mm-hmm. get exclusive and all of a sudden you're expected to right. be a person's idea of what their significant other is supposed to be. Totally. But relationships are supposed to be tailored mm-hmm. to what you want, what you need, how you want your life to look for the next X amount of years. Yeah. And, and it is your job to kind of guide that. Totally. And 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 tailored specifically to the two of you, mm. of who you two are as people individually and how you guys want to be together. Because that will, you know, person to person, that relationship will look different, right, should yeah. look different, honestly. I always like to describe like, relationships you know we're all like chemicals on the periodic table Mm. and when you put together different chemicals you have different reactions and that is so interesting (laughs) i have really great ideas yeah man science you know how much i love Uh, science we love some science i got so excited oh my god relationships oh my my gosh yeah i mean that's like just where my brain goes when we talk about like we literally say the chemistry you have with a person Mm -hmm. you know and i the chemistry i think it's literal chemical reactions that are happening with different people that you engage in a, a relationship yeah, with, you know? Absolutely. So I see it, see it nice as that. That's a um, thing about it. Yeah. But my question for today, since we don't have any pop culture things to talk about. No, life um, is boring out in the world. Oh, we're just, at least like, for me. The only thing that's <laughs> happening right now is just submarine memes yeah and we're well, kind of over it <laughs> when this has been posted it's long gone i'm still i still think it's gonna be <laughs> yeah posted. like a month later we're still gonna be seeing those submarine we're memes still gonna be like, talking about it but um this question is going to be relevant in today's discussion yeah and it's kind of a rant a little mm-hmm. bit because i'm just so tired mm-hmm. of hearing people call themselves empaths <laughs> the self-proclaimed empath yeah They just feel so deeply everyone's pain all the time. Mm -hmm. My question today is, do empaths even exist? Mm. Right? Yeah. Because all the people that are self-proclaimed empaths seem to be self-induced victims Ah. of situations that they place themselves in. Totally. So instead of like taking accountability and being mature and evolving to a level Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't have to be in that situation in the first place. Yeah. They're just like, oh, I'm an empath. That's why my life sucks. Like, no, you're mm. irresponsible and you lack discipline. That's Re- why your that, life sucks. That is it. That's why I, your life sucks. I've, I've heard that uh, people who kind of self-diagnose or self-proclaim themselves as empaths, um, what people are often doing is, uh, or what is actually happening with that person for the majority of those people that call themselves empaths mm-hmm. is that it's some sort of like, like trauma response essentially and there it's it's more so like hypervigilance because of you know when they were they like rooted from childhood trauma of some sort um so you're you're more hypervigilant paying attention to people's emotions because super reactive and shit super reactive like maybe you had a parent who you had to like be really aware of their moods Mm -hmm. etc etc so you're you're really hypervigilant and paying attention to those things, but it's not necessarily empathic because it's coming from a place of like trauma and maybe anxiety. Right. Um, but I don't know. It's less about 
the world and more about you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you're saying it as such. I feel like calling yourself an empath is like similar to calling yourself an old soul. You can't like (laughs) self-diagnose that. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm an old soul. Right. The moment someone calls themselves an old soul. I like listening to oldies and this new modern way of existing just doesn't apply to me. I should have been born in the 1920s. Exactly. Shut the fuck up. Insufferable. Yeah. Very, very. Like, leave leave me alone. Yeah. Oh my God. Like everything. Oh, I just feel you're like, Mm -hmm. you're feeling something like, I'm an empath. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to ring. Please your neck, leave me alone. Right? Like, do not ask how you, I'm if doing. If you knew, if you were actual empath, you would yeah. know that you shouldn't be in my face right now. Right. <laughs> leave. Right. Leave my presence. Isn't but, that, that's horrible, too. If like you're in a situation and someone's like, I'm an empath. I can feel it. What's wrong? Why are you, you calling? You, you are the you're problem. You're arching me. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. I so, hate it. Question okay. Do empaths exist? Yeah. And are you an empath? Let me know. <laughs> just, just out of curiosity. I don't think anyone who's self-proclaimed an empath is going to want to tell us after what we just said. Nah, commit, commit, <laughs> be consistent. If yeah. you talk about that, let me know. Say it with your chest. Say it with your chest. I mean, me having an opinion isn't going to change the fact that you may or may not be an empath. Right? Oh, this is also true. So, and let me know. Yeah. Let me know. You Maybe might be able to change my mind. Exactly. But I don't think they exist. I think y'all full shit. Anyways. Oh wow. Moving right along yeah. into the. Meat. I hate that word that we use. For, We've been like, using yeah. it. I'm so over it now. We have been using it. Um, uh, to the uh, God, that's the only word I can think of. It's the meat and potatoes. Yeah, it's, like, it's the meat and potatoes. This annoying ass white dad way of describing. I, sorry. We were actually just talking about this. You did this to me. We were talking about this at the beginning of us recording this. I work with a lot of, there's, um, the demographic of the people I work with are a lot of older white human mm. beings, and uh, just and also my dad's white, so right. it's I just apple have, doesn't fall too far no. from the tree at all. No, so I, I'm rubbing off on Jem now that we have discussions every week, and that's not the like you have so many so much more better qualities. Yeah, like, why is that the thing that's rubbing off? Like of all the things that could be rubbing off, why that? It's the best one. No, it's, it's the, most- the one. No, it's like. It's the one that I hate the most. Yeah. So the universe it's, is like, no, this is the one you need. Right. Balance. No. Fuck that shit. That shit's it's, so Your annoying. brain will remember the negative first before the positive. Damn, that's so sad. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's God a, it's a survi- our survival instincts as humans. We have as, come as so species. far, so we should be better. Yeah. Which is also the thing I think that people are like, oh, this is like our based instinct, right? We have a natural prerogative to do a certain thing. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, but we also have like intelligence and yeah. consciousness so we have the ability to supersede right. our emotional natural instinctual responses but you know yeah we're agree. not ready for that conversation no but we are ready for this conversation negotiations wow that was such a good transition it would have been if you didn't say how <laughs> good of a transition it was <laughs> i like to look words of affirmation are my love Your language own for you your own words i will give myself compliments all the time oh, that's so cute that's 100%. like so healthy yeah. <laughs> goodness <laughs> Goodness. Um, anyways, but we are talking about negotiations, uh, or that being the overlaying theme. Yeah. So let me let me set the scene really quick, right? Totally. So it's the day after mm-hmm. you've just defined the relationship. DTR, yeah. right? We just DTR'd. We're excited. We're happy. We're yes. lively. We're a little giddy. We just told our friends. Ooh. It's official. Guess right. who's not single anymore? Yeah. You told your single friend and now she's mm. mad, a little Stop. hater or whatever. <laughs> but, you know, you don't, 
Beth is always like that. So Beth, she doesn't oh, she doesn't Beth. she doesn't bother you anymore. It's okay, she'll right? come around. She'll come around, right? Yeah. When she finds her own man and right. she, you know, whatever. Exactly. You're good, you're happy, and now you're like, damn, I'm a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And you think that you're a girlfriend. Yeah. You're not a girlfriend. Ooh, you're not a boyfriend. Wow. Okay. Not yet. No. You have the title. Mm. You know what the title comes for, comes with. You yep. know what the responsibilities are. But you haven't created the dynamics in which your relationship will operate it. Yeah, this is true. And this is where negotiation comes in. Roles beginning to be defined. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's agree. a lot of, um, like, like I just said in the introduction, we have a lot of preconceived notions about how relationships would be. Yeah, totally. Based on, again, media that we consume. Mm-hmm. Relationships that we've been in in the past. Right, right. What our friends talk about, what our parents had, right? Mm -hmm. Parents are probably one of the most defining factors of what we want a relationship to look like. For better or for worse. Um, But I think that it's super important. It's very necessary that you start looking inward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really taking a step back. Like, now I have this. Now I know what the responsibility is. I'm ready to participate in it. Yeah. What do I want my relationship to actually look like? Yeah. For me first. Right. Right. Because right. it will have to come together and through conversation with the other person. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously. Yeah. But if you're not participating in this interaction for yourself yeah. and what it's doing for you and how it's adding to your life, mm-hmm. you're about to participate in an interaction that's about to waste a lot of your time for sure. no reason right. give you unnecessarily unnecessary trauma that you have to overcome do like all this <laughs> not stuff. the unnecessary right, trauma <laughs> dating dating i love dating dating is great uh, but dating is also the catalyst to so many things that right. people have to unpack over time because right. they made a wrong decision or they didn't negotiate the terms of the engagement or even later on in your relationship you guys are having to deal with the consequences of not mm-hmm. having these conversations earlier on right and maybe right? like and to that point too right you're yeah. doing you created a habit mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily something that you wanted to do right but now six years later you're over here still doing that and you're fed up you're like i'm right. tired of doing this and you're like but you've been doing it for six, like what's the problem exactly like, that's crazy now like, you're no, I there's never expectations yeah exactly to continue in such a way that you, you didn't never liked it to begin with yeah. and you never said that or maybe you just you you know uh well, like didn't understand maybe at the time, mm. but then as it's like revealed to yourself, you kind of just, oh, well, I'm just, this is what the relationship's supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is what my partner expects of me. So I'm just going to continue doing it. And you never questioned it. Yeah. But no, the exactly. questioning is important. And in that questioning, you can start and lead with the fact that everything is mutable. You hmm. can change any aspect of your relationship to suit yourself because yeah. that's just the nature of the interaction. It's always going to flow. These these conversations that you have into like at the beginning of your relationship when you first define it, it's going to change and it's going to evolve and that's fine. The expectation is not that these are things that will be like completely solid and unmoving. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it, it's a it's a place to start, right? For for the beginning of, of your relationship. What you know now about what you want at this moment. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. What you know now in this moment. Yeah. Because I think you can, I think it's easy to get like caught up in like, well, I'm not sure. Like, what if this like changes? I don't want to ask this of them. But I don't really need that. Like, you can kind of talk yourself out of things. I think especially if you have more of like an anxious mind, I, mm-hmm. I should specify that right. too. 
um, someone who is like more anxious and an overthinker. Exactly. Exactly. Can kind of talk yourself out of these things, you know, or like, you know, you, you just define the relationship. This is a really exciting moment and you kind of don't want to like, um, you don't want to, it can be easy to not want to say or do anything to like ruin that right. essentially. Like what if there's, what if I say something the next day they're like, actually, never mind. Yeah. I said I wanted to find this and I did it. Yeah. You know like, what I mean? Actually, this seems like something I'm not really yeah. into. You exactly. You like high maintenance and all right. that stuff. And then that's scary. But I think like we had said in, in the last episode, really talking about fear and facing fear, like going into a relationship, it's not going to be without you're just you're facing a lot of fear i think mm -hmm. ultimately just that that's just the name the name of the game right um and so that's th that is going to be inevitable at the end of the day um but yeah and but also too like um it, it could also just be a situation not necessarily like avoiding out of fear but you can get caught up in like the honeymoon mm -hmm. um phase of it all and just kind of forget to talk about these things right um but I would argue, like, you know, because negotiation sounds like such, like, a hard word. Right. Like, you're <laughs> sitting across from each other with um, like a, a bunch of contracts. Right. Like, it's I like sign a, here on the dotted line, initial here, type like, yeah. it's not that type of negotiation, no. people. Come on now. It's not. But I feel like if you're excited about the person, you kind of already, these, hopefully these conversations will naturally pop up, mm. right? You're like, ooh, like, what do you, like, I don't know. I think, like, uh, I don't know, like long distance is like a, is a big one. That was a big one for my relationship. Mm. Um, so that's like why it first comes to mind, but. Elaborate on that. Tell, tell the people a little bit more. Oh. <laughs> why not? I, why not? Um, yeah, just even, cause I think this was kind of part of the reason why this had initially got brought up or this idea about like the negotiations. Mm. Um, cause it is contextual to like the person's like, um, and my scenario is lifestyle specifically. It can be contextual to the person's relationship. Um, me and my relationship, when we first, uh, made it official and put those labels there, um, my boyfriend was going to be potentially gone for the summer. Mm -hmm. And so something that we had talked about and, and his, uh, life path, career path, he wants to be, um, he expects to be like moving around a, a decent amount, being in different places at different parts of the year. Mm -hmm. And, um, so that was kind of the initial, and that was coming up, well, boyfriend, girlfriend, all right, in a few months, I'm going to be on the other side of the country. And so we had, we had this conversation about like, what is a long distance relationship, something that you want and how long are you willing to be long distance? So I'll, I'm gone for six months. Is that something that you're okay with? At what point does being long distance not, not is it not okay for you? Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, look, if it's like two, three years, we're not in the same place at all. Right. That's really hard for me to like, to do, you know, that is, that's a consideration that I have to have on the relationship. Mm -hmm. You have to really ask yourself, is that even a relationship? At yeah. That point? Like, I haven't seen you. Right. We don't work consistently not in the same place. And, and for me, I was like, is that an indication that we're just on two different life paths if mm -hmm. we're just not literally in the same physical place? Right. And that was something different for me than for him. It didn't mean the same thing. Um, we talked about um, just uh, within that levels of like independence that we desired in our relationship. How much do we want to what areas were we bringing together and what areas were like, okay, in this space of my life, this is, I, I need space in this way mm -hmm. um, to still be my own singular person. Right. Right. And so we have lost in the yeah. rigmarole. Exactly. <laughs> we love that word now. Ever since you corrected me, it's rigmarole. I swear it. It's uh, actually rigmarole. 
Well, yeah, add a little spice. Yeah, I like saying riga. Yeah. But it's technically rigmarole. Rigmarole? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't right? like that. Gonna... Rigmarole. So, yeah, rigmarole. Exactly. It's super fun. Um, but yeah, so, and that, those conversations did naturally come up because it was like, oh, by the way, not by the way, I already knew. I'm going to be like away. We're going to be long distance for this amount of time. Um, let's have this conversation. So it, it opened up a conversation about then in the future when we have maybe moments where we're apart, how mm -hmm. we want to be, how do we want to communicate um, when we are long distance? Granted, once you are long distance, those things become clearer. Cl you figure out the flow. You can only talk about it so much. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I've never been in a long distance relationship sure. ever. So I'm like, I you can say know, this like, is what, what I would want. Yeah. Exactly. But who actually knows once it once it plays out, mm -hmm. right? Fair. Um fair, fair, fair. And I think in that the negotiation is just a string of conversations. Yeah. That outlines your needs that haven't been spoken before. Mm -hmm. Or in that sense, your expectations for yeah. what different factors affect your relationship. Like for you it was distance. For other people it could be like alone time, like, mm -hmm. um, well, not intimacy. What's the opposite? Um, Independence? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I just did not think it would be that obvious. I'm not going to lie. So, that's how my brain does. Yeah, sometimes brain the brain just can't get just it. Dumb. So like independence can be one. Yeah. How many dates you guys want to go on? Mm -hmm. How many times you need physical intimacy? Yeah. The different types of physical intimacy that you can engage in? Mm hmm some i mean a more serious one how long you want to be dating before marriage mm -hmm. mm. Th that's a big one that's a good one yeah how your family familial interactions yeah um, breaking down what they expect because of their family cultural mm -hmm. conversations and yeah um religious stuff can also be a thing yeah. like i want to go to church xyz like well i don't really do church like that but right. like, i'll do it for you like once a month twice a month whatever whatever mm -hmm. and it's like in these, I don't think compromise is really the goal, right? Sure, yeah. Right now, I think it's more important to voice yeah. the terms. Like, I, I consider all these little factors just terms yeah. that need to be discussed, right? right? So, like, I want to go to church once a month. Yeah. Well, I want to go to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. And then in that, we talk about it. We find out why church means so much to you. Yeah. Why... Um, I don't want to go to church that often. Mm -hmm. I maybe play basketball on Sundays. I have a whole thing going on. Right. Type of shit. And then right. in that, we have the conversation and the negotiation happens and we yeah. find what works for the relationship. Because like we right. said before, yes. right, a relationship is really two life paths mm -hmm. branching off into one. Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean that the two ones that were there before mm -hmm. just suddenly stop existing. Yeah. It's those two and you're creating the third one as you go along. Yeah. Right. No, 100%. And that is the, that has to be talked about. That has to be um, balanced between what you both want and need. Yeah. That beautiful, that beautiful, beautiful <laughs> stuff. Yes, yes. And it's like, and it's not just like you're saying, it's a continuous conversation. It's not just being talked about. It's then being like acted out. Right. So mm -hmm. you can start doing something right. Of being like, okay, we only will go every other week to church. Mm -hmm. We're going to just continue with that example. Right. It's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a good example. Um, going, uh, you know, every other week mm -hmm. and you do that for a time. And then you, you come back and you're like, you know what? Like I, I feel like I'm the person who does one only wants to go once, once a month. I was like, I feel like I'm missing out on these other things. I really can only commit to like this amount of time. This is mm -hmm. like, et cetera, et cetera. And you can renegotiate in that. 
Um, Cause I think it's important. You, these things are being acted out as well. It's not just like uh, as not in the way that it was before when you were simply just dating and seeing whether this person was someone you wanted to be your boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, you're more just speaking about these things for the mm -hmm. most part and kind of trying to woo one, one another over court one another essentially. And now you're kind of in the relationship or whatever. Now you're going to hang out with the family. Now you're going, now she is asking you, Hey, can you be there for these, this important like event? I want mm -hmm. you to be there for. And now, now your presence matters more. Exactly. Exactly. You're so like the negotiations. Idea. Yeah. You're that you've been talking about. You're also, having to put into action to kind of then see what works and, and be flexible like within that to see mm -hmm. what works and doesn't work for both of you guys. But I do agree. I think once you're initially, I think going back to what you were first saying, um, it's really knowing the, where the ideal exists for you, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think there is some, has to be some flexibility within that, 100%. you know, and in that right for your continuous conversation, Mm -hmm. um, nothing is set in stone. I right. understand that like terms and contracts and negotiations. <laughs> and the like, way we're talking about it. Yeah, it's like, it's like yes. this has to be, you have to decide everything that's going to be the state mm -hmm. of your relationship from day one and you yeah. can't change that. It's like in that acting out, mm -hmm. in that conversation, in the continuous revisiting of things that apply and don't apply and work and don't work for you. Yeah. Nothing is really set in stone. Totally. But it's more of a guideline yeah. that we go. Because if there's no if there's no structure, mm -hmm. then right. what are we doing? You have to start somewhere. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, all right, let's start here. And then this, go from there. Exactly. This You're is cultivating the field and you have to have the guidelines. And maybe mm -hmm. the freaking tree, the plant that you're growing doesn't want to grow the way that you planted it. Yeah. And it's actually tilting this way. So you have to <laughs> put a little structure there. Right. And right. that will be the new term. And that will go until it stops working and mm -hmm. things change. And people evolve. Right? Yeah. People aren't designed to stay the same over time. Maybe suddenly you go to church and you have a newfound realization of what church meant and you like the people and you're mm -hmm. like, well, I'm going to go. Let's go like every Saturday too. Like, yeah. And that can be five the times new a thing. Week. Right. Like, well, <laughs> I used to go a lot when I was a five kid. Five times a week? Like though? three or four. All right. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I think, I think throughout all of these um, episodes that we've been discussing this, um, kind of just just bringing it back and always like reminding and, back, and i'm sure we should probably actually have like in maybe an episode talking about this more maybe not understanding yourself and having a self-awareness mm -hmm. is is important in this you cannot you know negotiate when you don't even know what your terms are with yourself you True. know True. um and and I think that's that's the scary part. And I I think with that, my heart goes out to those people of like who try to go into relationships and don't and lack the self awareness, and then kind of get lost in whatever that person is like. Well, these are my things, and you're like, mm. okay, I'll, that sounds okay be, with me. I want to be with you. I yeah. want to be in this relationship. Uh, I'm afraid that if I say anything, I don't really know what I want. So mm. this will be fine. Right. Granted, like, I don't know how you feel about this. That's sometimes kind of how you learn as well. Mm -hmm. Because I look back at uh, my college relationships. I was in two relationships like in college. the first one? The first one and even the second one. Even mm. my second relationship. And it was a very healthy relationship. But 
there weren't really these conversations being had right. like really at all. I mean, how can a 21 year old? No, exactly. Exactly. You so it's like 21. <laughs> how I know. A 19 year old. I was go. so, I was, <laughs> those relations were back to back. So it was like 18 and then 19 and then uh, to 20 something. I don't know. But those, those conversations were even being had. So I guess like when you're really young in your younger twenties, you know, mm-hmm. late teenage years, those conversations, I, I just think, and I'm like, I wasn't even really having these, like there wasn't negotiations. We were just like, I really like you and <laughs> I'm attracted to you. So we will be together, right. <laughs> you know, and that was about it. But then I learned a lot in not having conversations, right. To then in my next relationship, my first post-college relationship mm-hmm. to know that those things were necessary, yeah. but it's still like is scary because you can kind of get really lost in that. So I don't know. That's like a little bit of a tangent or just not really like, there's not really any point to that. It's just, just my feelings. Which is fair. Going back to your previous point about knowing yourself and self-awareness. Yeah. I think it's really easy to be caught up in the moment and want to be really generous yeah. with what you're willing to do for another person. Cause you, have this sentiment of care and concern. It's like, if you need all these things enough, why wouldn't I want to do that? If you're like my boyfriend, you're ready to commit to me in that way. Totally. But to negotiate from that point is to neglect yourself. Yeah. Right. Right. And it's, it works for a time, Mm -hmm. but it does not last long because even if you're not consciously aware of it, you are always constantly operating from a self centered person not a selfish individual like you're not like Mm -hmm. fully focused and you're not like aggressive about it yeah but like you're you can only observe things from your standpoint from your perspective yeah and if you're constantly not or if you're constantly existing for other people Mm -hmm. without doing anything for yourself yeah you'll run out of fuel very quickly so quick you'll be so irritated and bothered and all these things will the be burnout. affecting you. Yeah. Ooh, that's what it's called, burnout. Right? Yeah. You'll burn out so fast and you don't even know what's wrong, but yeah. it's because you've been neglecting yourself for X amount of years and right. now it's all coming to a head right now. Mm-hmm. Secondly, your point about your feelings that mm-hmm. you said is not a good point, but I think it's perfectly fine oh, Okay. because <laughs> while you never negotiated in your early relationships, I always negotiated <laughs> in my early relationships because I was uh, never sold on the fantasy. Oh, okay. I was never disillusioned to because honestly, yeah. that has to do with my upbringing I, and my parents and stuff like that. Yeah. So and your temperament. But my temper my temperament is a byproduct of the upbringing and mm, okay my parents. Right? I saw their relationship mm-hmm. and it really informed. Mm-hmm how I started formulating these ideas. Yeah. And my thing is like, there's a lot of unspoken things in their interaction yeah. that they can't stand mm. and they can't talk about. Mm. So yeah. I'm like, if yeah. this is, if that's the problem, then the solution is to discuss them beforehand. Right. 100%. But I was a little ahead of my time. Right. Because in 1819. People are like, what? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Because. You say 1819? Yeah. Because. Oh, eight, years old. I thought you were saying the year. <laughs> Go ahead. Because an 18, 19-year-old gem interacting mm-hmm. with 18, 19-year-old people yeah, talking about like, oh, then like, what do you think about this? And like, mm-hmm. I want this, that, and the other. How do you feel about that? That was too much outside. Well, you just, most people don't know that it, it, it at that age. Regardless of whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. no one wants to have to be forced to think about things they're not ready to think about. Sure. So it completely took them out of the whole romantic iteration of like, 
feeling mm. like I really like them. It was like, oh, like sure. if you have all these like limitations and hesitations. You obviously don't like me as much as I thought you did, and uh, I'm gonna go find somebody that does. And I was like, sure. it's not really about that. Like I feel as strongly about you as I did three seconds ago. But yeah, I think if this is going to last, this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. Then these things need to be talked about. Yeah. At the end of the day, those situations and those relationships, and I understand that now in retrospect, mm-hmm. they were never meant to be long-term relationships. Totally. So that was just a fling. I date her for three months and we go about our business. I'm an 18-year-old. It's not that real. Yeah. But I was being too deep for my britches. Yeah, shit. you and were really like, let's discuss. Yeah, let's talk about it. If we're going to interact yeah. at all, might as well have a conversation. Right. They're like, I don't know. I'm going like, to go about my business. Like, yeah. you, This is too real for me. I just got out of a high school relationship. I'm just trying to have fun type shit. Like, yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's Moving so funny. On. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it, 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 it's funny that you had that so heavily on your mind. Cause I, I think like myself, like most, mm-hmm. it wasn't really, cause even thinking about my second relationship, my first relationship was horrible. Right. I think I've already said this. Um, but my second relationship was a, a good relationship, but it was just, we never like, not that we never, it was just, the same conversation it just was not had. It's just like, well, we're existing, floating. And then towards the end of our relationship, more serious topics were brought up. But mm-hmm. I think like a part of that, even um, just like even what can happen there is it's the like it's too late to have those conversations. Mm. Things have been built up and like uh, like with your parents, like resentment has been had. It's going to be really hard to kind of take it all yeah. the way back. You know, and you're already you're emotionally triggered and involved already. Yeah, there's no going back. Exactly. We already said what we said. We already right. <laughs> we did what we did. We right. said what we said. It's like, over. Exactly. One hundred percent. Like when you're 30 years of marriage, you just can't. Right. You can't dip. just like yeet out of there. I mean, you can't. You can't. My parents did. As <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I was like, oh, well, my well, parents. You fully, technically can't. But yeah, they like, fully yeeted. <laughs> the my parents didn't. Yeah. But so there you go. Right. Um, but that's why it's like I, I think important to be to have to have that conversation right off the bat, um, always. And I, I think with like communication in general, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone, I think everyone in the world on in, on the internet is saying communicate, communicate, communicate in a relationship. And no one's saying as, what to communicate about. Right? <laughs> They're just saying communicate. like communicate as soon as possible. But I. What do I have to say? What do I have to say? Well, it's I think it's hard to say what to communicate about because I think to a degree, like I said previously, it can be contextual. Mm-hmm. Like you can give like these like concepts of what things should be talked about. Like we're giving today about right. like, okay, what are the things that we are negotiating about? I think at the moment we're talking about the negotiation itself at the beginning of a relationship when you first make it official is important because you are right off the bat forming a really healthy and necessary habit, mm-hmm. regardless if this relationship lasts for forever or not, it's important to right off the bat just to to, to start that habit of, of talking about these mm, things. Set yourself up for success. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe people are just aren't. Um, like, I don't want to say that this is the way that you should do it without disclaiming the fact that this doesn't necessarily have to happen, like, the day after. I know I said mm-hmm. the day after. But yeah. it's like, you can definitely use your discretion and feel it out a totally. little bit. And if you want to sit inside the energy that is, I just have a newfound relationship and you don't want to weigh yourself down with thinking about how to approach these type of conversations, mm-hmm. that's 100% your prerogative. Sure. I'm not saying that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, we're just saying that it will be necessary to have these conversations and the earlier you have these conversations, the better. Yeah. And I think like maybe a good place to start 
in uh, like what should be talked about when you are now boyfriend and girlfriend. Boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, I think time might be like, a, I think that's a really, if like, if you are a person who's like, where do I even start? Like, what do I need to know? What do I need to negotiate on? Mm. What do I need to know for myself of what I want? I think like an immediate, immediate one that comes to mind for me is uh, time in the sense of like, how often a week do we want to spend with one another? Because mm. that really does look different for different people. And I think that foundationally, you spend time with one another, you get to know one another more, right? right? Naturally, um, hopefully. And so I think talking about, okay, now that we're together, do we, does the time that we are spending, is it going to change at all? Do we, are we spending more time together? Do we want to, mm -hmm. do we want to spend, well, hopefully you're not spending less time together. I don't know. I feel like that'd be like a weird thing. Unless you're like, that's only necessary if you're spending a crazy amount of time when you're dating, like you date totally. like every day, which why are you doing that? Why are you doing that in the That's first place? That's not what we said to do. <laughs> no, we, we, hey, 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 stop it. Yeah, yeah, no one said that. <laughs> yeah, do not spend every day with that person. You're going wrong Exactly, oh God. Do not spend every, there's, it's, you need time to breathe from right. the other person. Caveat being if you're in college, yeah, I mean that's that's just happening. I don't think we're necessarily. I think college or relation college relationships are a whole world. We should talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> this is how we talked about our dating yeah, series. <laughs> we, we, should, we, we should talk about that. I, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have things to say about college. Okay. Um, yeah. College relationships. Yeah. But I feel like that's a whole like <laughs> world yeah. because I remember like when I got into my relationship now, I remember being like, I have never been. It's such a different way. I felt like, it, it, granted, it's, I'm now I'm like, whatever, it's like a relationship. Mm. Um, but I remember initially feeling like I've never been in a relationship post-college. So how do I navigate? navigate? It's diff it feels different for some reason. And it is arguably yeah. different. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I feel like that's like a really like easy, good place like to start. Like, mm. do we want to spend like roughly? And I think once you get into a flow, you don't really count how much you spend yeah. time with someone. Yeah. You know, you just kind of do when you do, when you're free, when you're available, yada, yada. Mm. yada. And um, then too, I think the quality of that time is also just as important. Yeah. So you're, to spending, talk about. you're spending time together, but like, is this time going to be at mm -hmm. home just hanging out, like just being present with each other? Mm -hmm. Do we go out during this time? Yeah. If we're spending, if we're going, if we're seeing each other three times a week, mm -hmm. what are we doing within that time period? Yeah. And is that helping the relationship progress in any way, shape, mm -hmm. or form? Yeah. And I think that's something that is negotiated through action. Mm -hmm. Whereas like you can talk about kind of like initially, I, I think, you know, depending on your work schedule, hey, I, I think, you know, hanging out like a couple times, three times a week or whatever seems like pretty normal to me. Like I, I do have this stuff I have to do and like yada, yada, yada. I say yada, yada a lot. You do. Um, <laughs> even though I have nothing more to say um, after the thing that I just said. Um so, you know, this works for me. And then you, you, you spend about that much time together a week mm -hmm. and you kind of look back and you're like, Hey, like I noticed that the time that we have spent this week, we haven't been doing a lot together. We've kind of just been hanging out on your couch and I, I want us to do like something more, maybe like once a week we can have like, we can like do like a dinner night together once mm -hmm. a week and, and make it more of a thing. We yeah, ask maybe we fun. cook together. Yeah. We play a game or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, Ooh, I love games. <laughs> games are fun card games oh yeah Uno, baby exactly um and yeah and then going from there or even checking in because i know something that me and my boyfriend do we'll like check in be like hey let's want to hang out or you know or yeah so we'll we'll check in about like do we want to hang out it's okay if you don't want to and we've been hanging out 
a lot this week. If you need just time to rest mm-hmm. this week, totally fine. Yeah. But let's say I want to come over. Like I y'all. love how realistic that is too. Yeah. It's like, I feel like also you can kind of forget that your significant other is also a human being. Right, exactly. And they, as much as they love you, yeah. might not want to see you 24-7. Right. Like, even if you have, like, a wife, too, mm-hmm. right? It's like, mm-hmm. sometimes I just want to go for a run. Yeah. And not be bothered yeah. by your incessant nagging. Totally. Like, just, like, <laughs> just like your presence. Like, yeah. Because... That's just how it is. One hundred percent. It doesn't mean I love you or dislike you any less. Any less, yeah. It's just it I just need some is. time for myself. Exactly. And some people like me go into hermit mode, and mm-hmm. so sometimes I'm like, I just I need to be in my own bed tonight. I, you know, sometimes I'll I'll tell well, and we'll do that with one another. We'll be like, you know, honestly, I have this tomorrow. I just need to be in my own bed. Mm-hmm. I need to get some good nights rest. And they're like, for sure. Yeah. We're just like, okay, that that works. And there's nothing wrong with being like hurt by that. Totally. Like you can feel some type of like, damn, I really wanted to see you. Mm -hmm. But But then that's when the partner kind of, you always meet it then back with, let's do something. Like, especially if you notice that your partner is in need of that time and Mm -hmm. and maybe you're a little too tired to give it at that moment. Let's do something tomorrow or let's do something. I'm free on this day. Let's go do this. Right. You know, always, I try to always like bring it with like an alternative Mm -hmm. option, right? And true, that can also be the negotiation too, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you're a person that needs alone time Mm -hmm. and they're a person that needs contact, Mm -hmm. then they should naturally be able to get you out of your cave. Yeah. And you should get them to spend a little more time with themselves. Yeah. That's compatibility. That's beautiful. That's what we're aiming for, right? Totally. Totally. Good things like that. But I guess um, moving the conversation along, Flexibility is like a really good word. Yeah. I think that should be the theme of the like the the theme of the conversation because mm-hmm. more so than compromise, I don't think compromise is the same as flexibility. Yeah. Compromise I, is you Yeah, expand on that. Compromise to me, mm-hmm. and I'm sure people like feel free to engage in the discourse because I'm, this is just off the dome, straight up. Oh, hey, um, fresh out the I think brain. compromise is you relenting your position mm. in favor of someone's more aggressive need. Right? Yeah, they maybe clearly, they're more convincing. Mm-hmm, they clearly need this more than I do. Mm-hmm. Fine, we can do this. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, yeah. Versus um, how I want to categorize flexibility is that you are making allowances mm-hmm. for people's needs while maintaining yours what you want. Right? Yeah. This is the thing that works for both of us. This is the mm. thing that um this is the thing that I want and I will move what I want around mm-hmm. what you want. So we're both getting what I want. Which yeah. is I guess what people want compromise to be. Yeah, right? maybe yeah, maybe that's what people are kind of talking about or really referring to when they say that word. Mm, But what it looks like, because I guess my definition of compromise comes from what I see when Mm. people are compromising in real time. There's something that you're like, like really Mm self-sacrificing, like a piece of you. And I don't think it should be about that. Yeah. If, and a lot of experts say this too, like if, Mm -hmm. if you're compromising and you are denying a part of yourself in the process, you're just going to build up a bunch of resentment Mm. after a while of having to do that over and over. That so, is so true. I, yeah, that really was like, damn. Yeah, I like um, that. The example that they used for that was they were saying if your wife asks you to go to the store, mm-hmm. like the mall or something to go shopping, and you really hate shopping, 
saying no and be okay with saying no. Because mm. it's like, oh, I'm just going to go for her. Mm-hmm. Then um, you're going to not enjoy. You're going to build up all this stuff that's mm-hmm. not going to be productive in your relationship over time. Right. Versus if you go for you. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, like, it's like, you want to go to the mall? I do want to go to the mall. Let's go to yeah. the mall. Then it's like you're doing it for yourself and right. you don't have any qualms about it. Right. So 100%. Compromises should start first. You do things for yourself. And if you are mm-hmm. doing like sometimes you will do things for your partner because it's something that your partner wants to do. Yeah. Assuming that you're not sacrificing something of yourself to do that, mm-hmm. then be happy and free and do that. But don't 100%. expect anything from doing that. Mm. Right. Just do it because you want to do it. Right. Don't do it for them. Do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's actually that's a that's a good one. That's even that is a I keep bringing up my relationship a lot in this conversation. But it's relevant. Yeah, it's relevant. (laughs) No, I hope hope it's relevant. (laughs) Um, That that was a conversation that uh, Matt and I would have uh, about just like certain things that were important to him that he would want me to kind of show up for and things that were important to me that I wanted him to show up for. I'm like, I don't want you to be doing this. Like we would like, I don't want you to be doing this because, oh, well, you know, I'll go for you like yada, 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 because you're coming with like an attitude, like a bad attitude Mm -hmm. or like I can tell you don't really want to be there. So I'm trying to like support you to Mm -hmm. be there. And um, versus just doing this, and seeing the benefit for yourself. So how, how we like had like phrased it was um, say I asked him if he would come to like some family event. I want you to meet my dad mm-hmm. and or like go meet my dad again and, you know, have a relationship or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, OK, I'll go. I'm going for her. It's her family. I'll see her, whatever. Versus the shifting that mindset to being like, this is my girlfriend who I love and I want to be with and I want to create a relationship with her family. So I'm mm-hmm. going to go because I really want to hang out with her family. I want to see them and cultivate that relationship exactly. versus being like, oh, well, I'll go. I'll just go for you. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? And, th- and then, you know, same thing for me with like you know, his whatever, like his interests were his right. sports stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds Reframing. Reframing. Framing relational responsibilities yeah. with active desire. Yeah, exactly. And that will translate to the places you want it to translate mm-hmm. to. 100%. 100%. Ayo. And it, it does... <laughs> it does... I just... Your AO <laughs> got me. Um, now you are feeling better as well, mm-hmm. you know? Um, now you are able to enjoy yourself within that as well. Because there, mm-hmm. I was finding myself in the relationship as well, doing things like, I'll do this for him yada 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 and now i'm i'm if i feel tired i feel like i don't want to be here i feel mm. like okay when are, when can we go you know and versus being there be like oh this will be a fun experience or mm. this will be i i get to talk more with these people that are right. really close in his life and and that like now i'm doing it for myself and now i i feel more energized in that mm. it's coming from my well versus like trying to tap into his exactly i think that's that concept is really relevant mm-hmm. when it comes to the sex conversation mm. specifically. what do you mean um you'll hear a lot of women just participating mm. because they feel like it's an obligation that they have to do mm. versus like be here for yourself versus right. being here for me right right, right. and then 
it's a fun conversation. Esther Perel, once again, <laughs> she has a podcast too that I really love. It's called Where Do We Begin? Ooh. And it is... I'll have to take a listen. No, yeah, it's so good. I didn't know she had a podcast. No. I would have I been listening to right, that, Gem. Right. You know how I like podcasts. I don't know how this has never come up in a conversation. I know, literally. literally most of the things that I say uh-huh. is derived from like shit I've heard her right. talk to other people about. So, And I've also told you that I do better listening. Yeah. So and you- <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Go Anyways, ahead. it's fine. Um, where do we begin? It's a therapy session, a mm-hmm. live therapy session, kind of like that one. Couples sh- therapy. But the show. Um, podcast version, right? Uh-huh. Um, there was one lady who was arguing with her husband, mm-hmm. talking about how she does all these things and she just doesn't feel like appreciated and stuff like that. Yeah. And the man brought up something very interesting. He mm-hmm. was saying that um, he doesn't enjoy the sex that he has with her. Mm. And when he said that, and he mentioned it before to her, right? But okay. immediately dismissed, immediately shut down, right? Uh, okay. Um, he said to the podcast, and she like was just going off because like to her, what she heard when he said that mm. was that she's not good enough, she's not attractive, sure. she's not sexy, she's not a person that I want to have sex with, right? right? But what he was saying was, when we're in these moments, you seem like you're just trying to get it over with, uh, and I don't feel like I'm connecting with you. Totally, I don't feel like. Um, this is the intimate moment that I want it to be. Just right. feel like we're going through the motions and you only are here because you're trying to like get me off basically. Mm. And that's not the type of sex I want to have with you. Right. He couldn't articulate it like that. Right. Right. He was, he was just stuck on, um, I don't like the sex I have with He's you. Like, I just don't like it. I yeah, just don't like, like it. It is what it is. Yeah. And then the Esther Perel like helps brought kind it of back. Right. Yeah. Which is what couples therapy is for. Like, right. Hopefully your therapist yeah. can do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful moment. And yeah. I was like, that's so interesting to me because men have hormonal cycles, mm-hmm. contrary to popular belief. They're just not. Um, <laughs> I think everyone knows. <laughs> I don't think it's talked about nearly, nearly well, as much. Men as it have like be. a twenty-four hour cycle versus like hormonal cycle. No, they versus- have monthly ones too. Oh, that I did See? not know. Okay, so they have a monthly hormonal cycle that mm-hmm. fluctuates on the weeks. Mm-hmm. It's not as like specific or as extreme as a woman's one, right? right. So they can more consistently participate in sexual things Mm -hmm. without necessarily being affected, right? Mm -hmm. Testosterone, whatever, cool. Totally. Whereas a woman has, and it fluctuates, there's no consistency between women either, so there's no, like, rules, like, Mm -hmm. oh, like, in week four, your girl's going to be like this, and you just have to, like, get with it. It's like, but no, like, week four, your girl can be like this, my girl will be like this, that girl will be, like, over there. It's like, there's no consistency, so you really have to kind of, like, participate to understand yeah but the point i'm trying to make with that is if you're just not feeling it and Mm -hmm. let's say that you negotiate a certain time to like have sex in your relationship and like it's friday it comes Mm -hmm. around and you're just psychologically hormonally physically just not in the mood it's just dry as a fucking i don't know what it is right yeah desert (laughs) down there whatever um don't don't do it yeah. Do something else mm-hmm. and talk that, about that and be open and willing. Don't think that you just have to participate because it's something that you said right. you did. If the things change, it's actually worse for your relationship 100%. to stick to that and be like, well, it's just something I have to do. We can use lubrication, whatever. There's ways to get around yeah. that. It's like, no. And um, now you're doing it in a half-assed manner. Yeah. You've now denied yourself in some way. And there's an alternative. You mm-hmm. can still 
come to your partner and say, Hey, let's, you, you can still do something intimate and connecting. Like I just don't have the energy for this or mm. say it in a bit, maybe a better way. Right. But, um, like you're saying there, you don't have to do that. We can still connect in other ways, mm -hmm. you know? And piggybacking off of that, like self denial, right? Right. Sex is as much for you, the individual as it is for the other person. Yeah. So if you're just participating in it, Mm -hmm. just because you're going through the motion, then you're robbing your own self of an experience yeah. that you should want to have more involvement in. Like mm -hmm. in my brain, it just, I can't wrap my mind around the ideal, the idea of participating in a sexual encounter yeah. that like, I don't really want to participate in. It's sure. Like, I'm not really, I owe it to my own damn self and my pleasure and my mm -hmm. eroticism and my intimacy right. and my like interaction with myself to enjoy participating in that space. Yeah. So if I'm not feeling it, we have to do something else. Right. There's so many other things to do, like you were saying, mm -hmm. and so many ways to connect intimately. And we we're going to talk about that in the last episode, episode six. Yeah. Where we'll really go into the different ways to do that. But I just wanted to, since we brought up that idea, I think it yeah. really relates. It's like, no, don't do things because you feel like you need to. Do mm -hmm. things because you want to. Yeah. And especially in the erotic space, do things because right. you feel the way. And 100%. on the opposite end, for men, if your girl isn't necessarily feeling it, there is a way mm -hmm. to get them into the mood without mm -hmm. necessarily being a physical thing. Yeah. The, the line that is connected to through most women is that while sex is very physical for men, it's very psychological for women. Sure, so, yeah, right. If it's not hormones, right, it might just be something in her brain that she, someone cut her off earlier in the day, <laughs> right? And she, like, didn't know how much she internalized that. Right. But she's internalizing it. Right. And you just being a horny dog that's, like, upset that you not mm -hmm. being able to, like, have sex with her is not going to help her get out of that. So you right. have to bring the uh, erotic context and the erotic space to her yeah. and, like, kind of guide her out of that funk that she's in in her mind right. so that she feels like she's able to express and connect with you on a sexual level. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, 100%. I don't, totally don't agree. Don't necessarily think that, like, oh, I don't feel like doing it is like an end-all, be-all. Yeah, that, that's is, where it ends. You now go to bed. Everyone's right. unhappy. Like, right. it doesn't have to end there. Which there is not to, um, I have to disclaim this because, oh. like, that's not to say, like, no doesn't mean no. Like, consent is obviously still a thing, yeah. right? But but even, like, even with that, like, when you, especially when it comes to sex, when physical, like, obviously physical intimacy, that's exactly where people go immediately when they think of intimacy. Mm -hmm. And not to go into this too much, because I know we're going to be talking about this in the next episode. Um, but when you do something physical that you do not want to do, your heart's not in it, your brain's not in it, you're not in it it's self-violating, yeah, you know, like you're really, you're like, that might be like, uh, harsh, but it's, it's really self-violating. Like you truly are denying yourself. Like you are denying your own, like you're taking away your own consent from yourself and you're mm -hmm. doing something that you ultimately don't want to do. And like, now you are, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, I, 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 and, and that alone is like, you're, you're, um, I don't know. You're you're stripping. Away, I don't know if it's like trust that you're stripping away from yourself, mm -hmm. or or what exactly that is. But but something um, something's getting stripped. Yeah, and it's, it's not just your clothes, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know. 
it's not just your clothes. Um, but yeah, so I, it's, it's really not, I don't, I, I have always st- stood very firmly on that when it comes to, cause I think women oftentimes can feel this pressure mm-hmm. to, um, to perform in, in the physical, uh, way of like feeling like they right. should have all this sex all the time. Like, Oh, this, he's going to want to have sex all the time. And, and even on does, top of that, like men actively pressure women. No, exactly. It's like women 100%. might feel that, but also like, it's also being generated. Right. Men, 100% right? men with like these super high libidos and they're mm-hmm. like, well, why don't you want to have sex all the time? Like I'll, you know, ex- whatever. Um, there's just so much pressure around it. And so then when you on top of that, then do the thing that you don't want to do in the first place, like no one's winning in that mm. scenario, and especially you feel, for yourself. Right. And you feel like you can't have a, a conversation around it. No. The more you do the thing that you don't want to do, the yeah. harder it is to talk about right. why you don't want to do it, which is, we might've said that. I don't mm-hmm. know if we did or not. Um, Maybe. but yeah. So, oh yeah. Like if you build the habit of just like constantly denying yourself, right? especially in the sexual, like you've been doing this entire time why all of a sudden mm-hmm. shit change well shit can change it is what it is but at the same time you can avoid that type of interaction with yeah doing what you want to do in the moment yeah no, definitely relationships for again contrary to power belief relationships are supposed to be designed for you built yeah. for you yeah for your benefit yeah People are always like, no, it's all about what you can do for your partner. It is. Yeah. That's what relate. That's what makes relationships mm-hmm. work. True. Yeah. But they have to be designed for you first. Yeah. And then you can worry about the other person. Yeah. It's if two people, and this is the um, like to that idea that two complete people come together to create a relationship. Sure. If two people are actively petitioning for their own side of things, mm-hmm. and creating a structure that benefits both sides Mm -hmm. then the relationship that becomes or the the relationship that is formed as a byproduct of that Mm -hmm. is going to be a thousand times healthier than people that are advocating for each other yeah right because you know what you want what you need better than the closest person to you yeah maybe your mom might be the (laughs) only person that knows what you need better than i do sure right yeah or better than you do other than that you have to like yeah pull up your pants and advocate for yourself right and, and, it, and it's if, okay exactly and it, it feels counterintuitive because what we have like learned in like a, a social like sense of like even growing up your parents telling you don't be selfish like mm-hmm. you know selfish having especially this, with siblings yeah do all our oh, siblings don't get me started oh, we gotta share man. everything yeah now that's something we, that's a fun relationship little segue we yeah. talk about too <laughs> right right family anyways um so, you know, there's constantly this like negative connotation around like focusing on the self mm-hmm. and that by focusing on the self, that means that you are um, other people around you are being negatively impacted right. there. It's a, there's, you know, they're being neglected in some mm-hmm. way. So it feels counterintuitive, but really it really isn't by right. focusing on yourself, by, um, you know, if, if your cup is full, if you have understanding of yourself, you will naturally and easily give and uh, positively impact the people mm-hmm. around you. Um, and that idea that families, especially black families, like to yeah. propagate into the situation, talking about like, if you focus on yourself, then the people around you are negatively affected. Mm-hmm. Um, some, they're like, there's some sort of deficit in right. your surroundings if you focus on yourself. It's mm-hmm. super toxic. Yeah, 100%. It's insanely toxic because yeah. 
um, like you were saying, if your cup is full, you can overflow and not mm-hmm. be a burden. If your cup is half full, you try to give out of that, mm-hmm. then people are actually not receiving the extent of what they can be. Right. And that's worse right. in the long run. For everyone. For everyone. Mostly yourself. Yeah. So black <laughs> people, black families, black mothers, whatever you have children, all yeah. this stuff. Stop telling your kids that. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think um, relationships and the goal that relationships are trying to achieve mm-hmm. they're very it's a very ambitious goal yeah it's very lofty totally um to fall in love with a person to develop love for a person to mm-hmm. exist in a relationship with all the rules and the structures and the responsibilities and stuff yeah. like that it's very um it's very difficult yeah so there's a lot of variables at play mm-hmm. in what will make a relationship a good relationship to be in and it's not just are you two good people right right and i think our culture kind of betrays that because Mm -hmm. the implication is that if you find someone good enough, then your relationship should be a breeze. And the feeling of ease, I think, is what we get Mm. caught up in. It's like, this should feel easy. Mm. It's like, what it feels like and what it is aren't necessarily the same thing. Sure. And that's why I think negotiation, the negotiation of terms at the beginning is really important. Yeah. And then being honest with yourself first and with your partner super super necessary super Mm -hmm. important for you to give yourself your best chance at relational success yeah because um on top of honesty being realistic as well yeah because to be honest some of the things that you think you need Mm -hmm. just are very dumb right you don't need that you don't (laughs) like that's not a need that's not like again right. self-awareness right. right that's not a need that's it's just like a bonus yeah that's, right. that's it. like no you need to um like pay for all my shit or you need to um take me on all these trips mm-hmm. or like all the unrealistic yeah. things that like you hear on the internet all the time right right it's like go marry this 50 year old millionaire then if right. you want uh, if you want to be a sugar baby find a sugar daddy like, right like what you are describing is <laughs> This is not what I'm trying to do. Like, come on now. It's not a relationship. It's a transaction. Right. That's what you're describing. Right. And no, there's people that are perfectly willing to do all that. Yeah. But then those type of people that find those mm-hmm. interactions want more from that interaction. Where yeah. You, you went into it. Right. With an expectation. Eventually those those other things that you've been avoiding mm-hmm. <laughs> will come. You know, the yeah. typical relationship things. Um I mean, yeah, and and as we've kind of in this latter half have like kind of dived in into later parts of a, a relationship and what that looks like, negotiations will always be happening. These conversations are always happening, mm-hmm. um, and you know, once again, reiterating, doing that, starting that right from the jump is just so important because you, you're you're creating. I always say, I feel like I've been saying this. Um, it's a dance. You're mm-hmm. creating the dance, and you have to learn the dance. Either way. So might as well start doing it now. Right. Start learning the two-step. All right. <laughs> Do the two-step. Hey, fuck it. But yeah, so um, self-awareness, be realistic, be honest. Really mm-hmm. do some soul searching. Yeah. Really get in there. Understand what it mm-hmm. is you want and need. Yeah. And tell it to people directly because they need to know. Yeah. And they need to know for you and they need to know for themselves as well. Yeah. And that can be applied in any degree or uh, relationship, friendship, Mm -hmm. interaction. Any type of human interaction, that's going to be necessary. Also, too, um, how how well you set the ground rules and the framework for this interaction is the 
is going to define how well you engage in the next mm-hmm. half of what exclusivity is, and that's like the connection mm-hmm. and the intimacy. Right. You can only connect and grow and participate in an interaction as well as you know the terms and the rules. Yeah. Otherwise, y'all are going to be doing two completely different things yeah. and wondering why it's not working. Right. right, right, on two completely different pages. Shit's crazy to me. Yeah. That happens way too often yeah. in my life. I'm just like, come on, y'all. Be for real. Yeah. What is this? Come on. Um, oh and then God. the last point, the reversal of everything we just said. Yeah. Leave room for self-discovery. Yeah. Be flexible. Mm-hmm. Flexibility yeah. is the key. Totally. Have all these things. Be this way. Move for yourself. Exist mm-hmm. for yourself. But understand that the goal is to create an interaction that benefits both people. Right, right. And it should benefit you first. That's how you're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But long term, it needs to be productive for both of you. Yeah. Where you feel like you are learning and growing mm-hmm. and evolving. And if you're learning and growing and evolving, then your terms and all these things, the conversations will change and evolve with you. Exactly. Hopefully, if they don't, that's a problem. And then you're maybe not learning, growing, and evolving right. as much as you think exactly. you are. <laughs> exactly. So just leave room for the change and grow with that and explore that and constantly have these conversations and never settle in the sense of never never cheat yourself yeah. on the potential interaction that you can have. So true. Yeah. Agree with that. But that about wraps it up. Yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Mm, let us know what you thought. If you're an empath, let me know. Yeah. Let me know. Let me <laughs> know they're the, shaking um, in their boots. I don't yeah. know that I want to tell you, Jeb. I think they're going to tell me because they're shaking in their boots. Like, yeah. That's a polarizing statement. They're going to have to say something. They have to they say. Have to defend like, their honor. Yes. What do you mean? So oh, let me know. Good. Let me know if you're an empath and if you think you're an empath, why you think that. And if, if you're not an empath, do you think empaths exist? Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought about the episode and follow us on all our social media. Yep, yep. That we dot the intellectuals. Very exciting. And we'll see you next week to wrap up the series. Yeah, man. I'm kind of sad that it's ending a little bit. I know. A now- piece of me is kind of. God, you know what I mean? Uh, this is the first baby of the yeah. podcast. So, and yeah. we like, we popped it up pretty quickly. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, we were like, we like bang, bang, bang. Like three episodes of a series. Wow. Right. That's <laughs> kind of wild. But um, uh, at the end of the day, I'm Jem. And I'm Renee. And we're the, the intellectuals. intellectuals signing off until next time. All right. Bye.